The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? It's, it's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words. Well, how this woman is you when we be hired, Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. We don't hear you if you're <laughs> trying to use sound effects, Agent 70. Seriously, you can't hear me? Nope. Can't, oh, can't hear the sound effects. No. no good, no good. We're switching back to the old setup. I'm your host, Tim D.O. Double G. And there we go. And the man behind that, those sound effects you just heard is at agent underscore 70 on Twitter. What's up, everybody? And we also have at Roddy Cat on Twitter here. Uh, you got to love it when a plan comes together. Off having family duties is at PCN underscore dirt. Make sure to go to his website, popculturenetwork.com. And you can go to our website, theclicknation.com, to find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. On the homepage, you can find links to our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on YouTube, and on TuneIn Radio, wherever fine podcasts are found. And we are also a part of the CSPN, the Code Slither Podcast Network. Go to cspn.us. Do it today. And while you're there, make sure to buy some Comic Book Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us. Remember, we record live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're ever home on a Thursday night, and you want to tune into the show live, you can always go to our URL of theclipnation.com forward slash live. So for comics to review this week, it was another week of a Secret Empire main title. So, of course, we got to start there. And that is with Secret Empire number nine. If we have to. Ha, we're almost there. That's kind of why we're starting with it. Hmm. Almost at the end. Almost at the finish line. Our man on the cover, Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, is back from the dead somehow, some way. Not really explained how. He survived the events at the end of Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. But he is here. Yeah, I guess it's and kind of is... implied that he's fished out of the water, right? How did he get in the water, though? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if Namor found him, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, how, did, how did Namor find him? That's only, that, like I said, if Namor had anything to do with it, it has something to do with the water. No, yeah, I'm about to say it's. Let's put it this way: you remember what happened to Cap in the first place? Frozen ice. Like a similar, yeah, a similar thing almost happened to Bucky. Sounds like from what I read. And also, we got a pretty much, the, I guess, the answer to who this Steve Rogers, this bearded Steve Rogers, in this other weird fantasy land is. And of course, it has something to do with Kobik, the possible man, the sentient cosmic cube brought to life. Yeah, I'm going to ring the spoiler bell now because we're going to kind of get into some of the uh, the really spoilerific uh, uh, items in this issue because it's the penultimate uh, issue in the limited series. So here we go. 
you've been warned. So what we what we end up finding out is that um, this uh, this dreamscape, this vanishing point type thing, where uh, the bearded Steve is, it's all within the pieces of the cosmic cube. It's all within Kobik's mind, basically. So that's where we are, and she's basically retreated into her mind as a result of all the things that the skull and uh, I guess uh, Hydrocab have made her do. Yeah, it's kind of quickly just like brushed over. Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't really explain how the heroes are being sent to go meet their uh, uh, counterparts in the past and the generations one shots, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Right. Right. I guess those are only kind of vaguely related to this whole, you know, this vanishing thing. So (laughs) unless it's something that happens next issue. Could be. Could be. And we also get some um, some moments with Hydra Cap. He's feeling pretty good. He's captured Black Panther. He has the mutants of Nutian under his grasp, at least the rulers of um, Emma Frost and Sebastian Shaw. Right, at least temporarily. But Yes. Right. They have an ace up their sleeve in the form of the Master of Magnetism. Right. So, you know, we did ring the spoiler bell. So, you know, one of the things that we were getting at earlier is that, yeah, we're almost at the end. So... One of the thing, one of the things I liked about this issue, and I guess one of the things that you know we we, we spoke right before the show started, that uh, Tim Dog ninety eight didn't necessarily like about this issue is that things are starting to fall into place because it is, you know, near the end of this uh, limited series. So lots of the pieces and lots of the threads of the story that had been kind of dangling for a little while were finally coming together. One of them being. Um, uh, uh, all the heroes that had been trapped in the various places all coming together and converging on DC. Uh, another being, um, uh, uh, what's one call it? These, uh, these, you know, these different groups um, being held um, under the thumb of uh, Hydra Cap and 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 the and the new uh, Hydra America. But then, you know, uh, as I said, we rang the spoiler bell, so here it comes. Everyone is up, you know. Everyone is rising up to challenge uh, uh, Hydra Cap and uh, Hydra itself. And uh, everything basically comes together and all the, the gloves are off at this point. It's time to throw down. Yeah, seriously. And uh, one of the more disappointing um, uh, character turns decided to turn uh, face again. We'll use wrestling term. You know, we'll use uh, wrestling terminology. And uh, I hear uh, Tim Dog ninety eight chuckle because he knows what I'm referring to. One character who uh, turned heel all of a sudden turned face again. You know, I, I actually remember who that was. Oh come on now! I'll give you a hint because um oh the oh the, right. the, the dynamic duo. Well, not necessarily that, but in terms of the the, the one character that turns uh that, that that kind of turned heel and then turned face causes a a boom. And then uh, causes the two mercenaries who are kind of uh, neutral to say, like, well, maybe we're on the wrong side of history at this point. We may want to switch sides right now. So I thought that was a nice little, uh, you know, very much reminiscent of um, Spectacular uh, Foes here by Spencer. Yeah. Definitely channeling his, some of his uh, the humor that we found in the Superior Foes. Oh, superior Foes, that's right. Thanks for the Thanks for the callback. So, you know, Basically, the crux of the, the, the issue is uh, a lot of the pieces coming together for the final battle. And uh, the final battle is set up at the end of this issue with, uh, I thought it was kind of hokey that uh, this is how they end up trying to employ the power of the Cosmic Cube, cube and uh, I was kind of disappointed by it. But ultimately, um, you know, it makes for a nice little splash page at the end. Yeah. Battle armor, Steve Rogers. 
<laughs> yeah, with the with the three quarters or eight tenths of a cosmic cube uh, instead of an arc reactor. The art, I felt like, like even the Neil Francis used art kind of was just kind of blah to me here. Um, Bob Rice said this was fine, but he only had a couple of issues of the fantasy point to to feature. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. All the different artists, and we got Joe Bennett helping out as well. Yeah, I thought it was uneven because we were jumping between artists. I thought that use art was okay in certain parts. You know, some of it is just a little bit too, I don't know, too dark. You know, it's a little bit too heavy on the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, 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 you know, the shading and the coloring. So, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of cross hatching still. It's kind of like a, you know, still kind of an old school 90s uh, vibe uh, to a certain extent. But uh, you know, I thought it was passable. Like I said, maybe uh, maybe I just I was just happy to read this because I could sense the story coming to an end. Maybe that's why I, I didn't mind it so much. It got you all excited while I was just like end already. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm just like, all right, we're getting there. We're finally there. So you know, that, that's probably what led to our uh, you know somewhat uh, different views on basically you know the same uh, the, the same things that we didn't that you didn't like. I liked because I wanted to you know kind of get it over with. Right. All right, so what do we have in terms of tie-ins? Because I guess the only tie-in that I read for this was Doctor Strange number twenty-four. Uh, same here, actually. So I did not get to it. So what was cool? Uh, we won't spoil too much, um, but ultimately, you know what uh, what has come before does impact this issue in that you know the uh, the definite lack of magic and magical items leaves Doctor Strange at a distinct disadvantage in his fight against Baron Mordo. And uh, oh, does it? Well, because, it's, uh, because he, well, no, I was gonna say it leaves him with right. It leaves him with yeah. yeah it leaves him with uh, 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 some of the um, some of the things that every uh, underdog has to work with. That's what I, that's how I was gonna finish that. Yes. Remember, folks, no substitute for your mind. Treat it well. So you know, so you know, power wise, he's at a distinct disadvantage, but he's got help um, from some of the other heroes and or villains who are left under the dome. In New York City, so the uh, the defenders show up. The cinematic defenders show up, um, and uh, and uh, one of the cinematic villains shows up. So, so we'll see how that. Right. No, no. I was just going to say that's very much the uh, the group that's uh, taking on um, that's taking on uh, um, Mordo with the addition of one Spider Woman. Yeah, pretty much. And Ben Urich actually gets some uh, gets some action time in. Well, he couldn't show up. The cinematic version couldn't show up because he's dead. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Other than that, you know, we it it uh, this issue kind of wraps up relatively nice and neat as far as it, it's what it was intended to do. You know, there's a fight. There's a little bit of actually, it was it was a pretty fun issue for some of the banter that was in it. I, I will say that. Um, but yeah, ultimately, Mordo gets meets his uh meets his demise somewhat by his own hand. Didn't he just get finished fighting Mordo? Before Secret Empire, they did fight, uh, but I think uh, so. It was a fight that was not finished. Uh, if I'm not, if I, if it's the same one you're thinking of, you're talking about like early on in Doctor Strange. Yes, when, when yeah, when uh, when Aaron was still writing it. Yeah, they they started a fight, and I think uh, Doctor Strange got got shushed away. And matter of fact, yeah, he, and he came back again, and yeah, that fight ended up getting decided. So yeah, okay. Just make sure I'm not crazy. No, you're not. No, that it, it, that happened. It's just that hey, 
Who else you gonna get to fight Mordor? Mordor, Mordor, Mordor excuse me, Doctor Strange. He said Mordor. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Hold on. Nerd alert! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No, I mean, and yes, there are other people, but I mean, of an earthly, you know, from the earthly realm, that could be halfway controllable. So yeah, good issue. Although it's kind of funny because I was like, I thought it was going to lead to apparently what. I'm I'm assume, I'm thinking happened in if I read correctly what happened in Secret Empire number nine, which I guess it makes sense that it didn't. So all right, cool. So what else, um, yeah, so what else we got? Are there any other tie-ins this week? Probably, but um, that anyone read? <laughs> that anyone yeah. read? That's always the operative term. So yeah. no, I guess not. not like, no. All right. So uh, what are the other big books? Because I know what I want to touch on quickly. Uh, was one of my uh, favorite uh, generations one shots, but uh, we'll get to it. Oh, okay, well, go for it. But okay, you want to do it, mm-hmm. Tim? I mean, if you want, go. It's one of the books I read. So <laughs> I love this issue. This really was one of the better uh, generations book. I saw that uh, that was uh, Tim's note um, in the uh, the show notes. Yeah, it's one really of the better one shots. Yeah, I did. Um, I, over the weekend, I did read the Wolverine one from I guess it was last week, and it was pretty good as well. Yeah, I like that one too. I like that one too. I was gonna say for I was gonna say for the tours, it was the best one that I remember. Uh, I did read the Wolverine one and it was pretty good too. So yeah. I would say the store was one of the better ones. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Apparently the Hawkeye one is already going into second printing and it isn't even out yet. Really? I saw that. Yeah. So That's interesting. So, yeah, so what's up with this one? We're back to you know, pre worthy Thor, I guess sort of Viking ish Thor, if you we're a fan of Jason Aaron's Thor God of Thunder book. And he goes off to he the issue begins with him trying to lift the hammer and he, you know he can only get it off the pedestal a couple of inches, if if even that. Thor, uh, Odin comes out and chastises him um about spending too much time on Midgard and dressing like the Vikings and instead of in the regal garb of an his guardian. Yeah. Some Gods from another world or planet are supposed to be coming to Asgard on a some type of like business trip. So there's like a big get together that Thor ends up running out of because he hears a prayer from the Vikings asking for help, and he gets down to Midgard and finds them in battle with Apocalypse. Yeah, who he basically Thor, you know, basically answers the the prayers of uh, Vikings who find themselves sailing far from Scandinavia and end up uh, in the Mediterranean in Egypt. And, and like, it's the yeah. I was, the, saying, was just saying. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say Thor and Apocalypse fought back during Rick Remender's time on Uncanny Avengers. We saw that in a, a flashback tale, right? About how his I think it had to do with the origin of that axe that Thor uses now. Yarnbjorn. Yum yum. <laughs> oh no! That's awful. That's funny. And so during the fight, Jane Foster Thor ends up appearing. Yeah, out of nowhere. In my notes, I'm writing a review of it, but uh, I want to say like she shows up almost halfway through the the issue. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, because the battle against Apocalypse has started, and she just sort of appears. And Thor is, you know, obviously uh, struck uh, struck uh, speechless almost because his first words are. You, where did you get that hammer? Because obviously he recognizes it. And uh, since this is pre-worthy Thor, um, 
you know, only one of them gets to wield it. And uh, but what's funny is that they both get to wield the thunder and the lightning. Mm-hmm. So there's some nice back and forth between the two. Uh, Odinson being surprised that a winch is welded. Uh, yeah, oh gosh, you got me saying it now. So there's a couple of like really interesting plot lines that are being, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of. Um, uh, put in play here. One is the internal and external stuff that uh, Thor is going through, you know, kind of related to being worthy, you know, that the unworthy Thor is going through right now. And uh, some of the, uh, the internal um, uh, thoughts of uh, Jane Foster Thor because of, uh, you know, kind of seeing Thor in this light, you know, because this is before she ever met him. And, you know, while Thor, um, even in his earliest uh, appearances in the Marvel Universe may have been kind of a brash, you know, still kind of youngish god. You know, by the time that uh, uh, Jane Foster kind of comes around and gets to know him, he's already kind of a, uh, uh, a leader of grown. men, so to speak. No, 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 just a leader. Like, not necessarily grown, but just a leader. You know, he may not lead the Avengers all, you know, uh, uh, the way Cap does, but he definitely can rally the troops. And uh, that's something that she uh, uh, admires in Thor in this issue. It's all about humanity. Yes, yes, that's a that's an interesting little thing, you know, like that they share um, as the story winds down. I also like some of the jokes that Aaron puts in. He says, uh, you know, because he he puts some some uh, you know into the inspiring speech. Um, you know, uh, Thor will present you to the All Father and speak eloquently of your fearsome deeds. Thor will comfort your grieving wives. <laughs> and there's a nice little joke at the end that relates to that. It's actually pretty funny. So you know, there's a you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot to like in this. I, I don't necessarily want to spoil it. I think Tim is kind of shying away from spoiling everything that happens. I mean, not all that much happens, but there's a couple of funny little bits in this. Um, if you are uh, a fan of the uh, current Mighty Thor and have been reading Aaron's Thor run since he started, there's a lot that is you know kind of Easter eggy in here that you will pick up on and like and, and you know, and, and appreciate when you read it. So uh, this is definitely something for uh, the fans of uh, Aaron's Thor run. But at the same time, it's still a well-crafted Generations-type story that has these two characters in track. So um, I'm calling it right now. This is actually my click of the week. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, the only thing I found find interesting out of what you guys said about this is, like, this is basically the second time in as many months where two Thors meet and... And uh, one asked the other, "And where'd you get that hammer?" To which yeah. the answer at that time was spoilers, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. If you can go back to a, a few issues ago in a, in Avengers, it's true. Yeah, it's true. There's also a bit at the end uh, we don't we, we shouldn't forget to mention it where uh, Aaron ties in the um, what is it the uh, one million BC Avengers into this. All right, that's a thing. You know, and Marvel Legacy. So you know. Uh, the, the note I actually wrote about this issue was about that, which is, you know, we all know that Odin and Gaia got together to produce Thor, so it isn't anything new that Odin would get busy with another cosmic being. That's not Frigga, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sowing his wild oats, mm-hmm. as, as it were. Yeah, I mean, but that's straight out of the Norse mythology, so. Odin likes sure. the flames. Yeah, you know, Odin just, you know, Odin got <laughs> around. That's the, at the end of the day, that's what it was, you know. Hopefully not like Usher. But um, oh, maybe a little bit like Tupac. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, now I know what to queue up now. <laughs> now I know what to queue up now. Oh my gosh! Anyway, how are you doing that? We're, yeah. uh, we're gonna move on to something else. Exactly. Oh. oh.
Oh no, here it is. <laughs> we'll play it more later. <laughs> All right, what's next? President Bartlett, tell us. What's next? Um, well, we talked about that already. Um, hey, I'll do cable number four. How about that? Cool. Uh, to which there, I, I will go ahead and say that there's not a whole lot on my list that couldn't possibly go uh, into uh, far out of um, rapid fire. But here we go. So, Cable and Conquest finally meet. Uh, there's an exposition, then there's a fight, and um, and uh, and some more, a little bit more exposition. But mainly a fight that kind of spans a little bit. It's a pretty good fight. And there's a time sword, and there's cyber seeds. And, um, oh, yeah, Russia, 1908. It was a good issue, though. I enjoyed it. Picture it, Russia, 1908. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. I don't have a Golden Girl sound cue. <laughs> That's fine. It's kind of funny because, because I was, uh, there was a, a slightly related story that I probably could have tied in, but I won't because it has to do with Funko Pops. All right. But, yeah, that was cable number four. Yeah, we're totally moving along in terms of the book yeah. this week. Yeah. Fine by me. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there was this, this. This was not a big, big week. I mean, you know, Secret Empire side. It was not a whole. whole it was not a big, big week for books. You know. Let me see what else I read. Uh, actually, we've done. I know two of my books. Oh, my last two are DC books. Okay. Well, then I will go ahead and do another one. Then, uh, Justy and the Pussycast number nine. So this book is ending. Actually, this is the last issue of this book, and it has it pretty much throw in everything that was was cool about this book into this issue, and also added uh, giant mechs and a whole bunch of references and puns and a whole bunch of and stuff like that. So uh, the events of the last issue, the Archies and the and the Pussycats were in Japan uh, doing a show. The Archies get kidnapped by some old. Uh, let's say foes of the of the pussycats and a chase scene happens and uh let's see you know and then and within that there is um there is a reference to akira which was which i was appreciated at least i'm going to take that as what it was and there's a in the course of the battles some feelings came out between a couple of characters who was having some beef uh, a bunch of puns were being made there's robocop reference there's a, two giant legs that show up and help out a little bit, and a host of other folks, whether good and bad, that has shown up during the course of these past nine issues, and it was a delightful read. It's a potential, this is a potential click of the week for me, and I am sad to see this book go, because it was actually pretty good. So, there you have it. There's the cover. Wow. There it is. Alright. What do you guys think? Are we think we're almost rapid fire? Mm -hmm. I think we can go for it. Alright, let's call it up. Rapid fire time. Um, let me go because it looks like I got a few books to get through. Um, actually, no. Come to think of it, I only have one, two, three. Um, Daredevil number twenty-five. This was a close second for click of the week for me because it's a great read. It does definitely um, um, tickle the uh, the lawyer itch. You know, uh, it's nice. You know, it's nice to read something um, uh, that's a little bit more in depth than even you know. Come on, Secret Empire is not very in depth. Let's let's be real. Um, you know, it's um, obviously uh, hitting close to home uh, for myself. But at the end of the day, it's uh, you know it's still a great read. It's well written. 
um, and actually has a surprising decision delivered by a Supreme Court that uh, definitely does not mirror the Supremes that make up the court right now. Um, the Chief Justice is definitely not who uh, the artist depicts in this issue. Um, a five-minute rebuttal by Matt Murdock at Oral Argument um, makes for a very good read at the end of this issue. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, it also features um, spoil mild spoiler alert, but I think it's been teased um, in, um, in uh, the solicits for a while now. We see the return of the red costume. Um, you know, the costume makes its return in this issue. Uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man number three, there's not all that much to say about this. It wasn't great, but it definitely moved the story arc along. Um, X-Men Gold number 10. Um, it's a story of uh, the X-Men team accompanying their two uh, Russian uh, teammates, uh, Ilyana and Pyotr Rasputin, back to Russia, where they visit their uh, quote-unquote long-lost uncle. And that's the setup for uh, having them go back to um, uh, Mother Russia. And um, the villain of the issue is right there on the cover. It's uh, Omega Red. So that's the setup for that. And uh, finally, uh, the non-superhero book that I read this week was The Hard Place, number one. I think it was a Boom Studios book. And um, it was a pretty interesting read. It's a, a crime drama. Um, it's set up... Um, the, the setup is... Uh, uh, a wheelman, a getaway driver, is uh, just coming out of prison, and he's trying to uh, set things right uh, with the crime boss that he, I guess, ran afoul of, and uh, that's what caused him to get locked up for five years. So um, it's an interesting read. The art is definitely on the indie side, but uh, I think that the uh, story does hold up, so it's definitely worth reading if you're looking for something that is not superhero-based. And that finishes mine. Uh, then I will go ahead and get into mine because I got a couple, and I know I share one with Tim, so I'll let him handle that one. But, um, pium. Mass number nine. This is the penultimate um, issue because this book is also ending next next month, sadly. Um, so the team's fighting some or 13 irradiated dire wraiths. Uh, last issue, Zartan, who had, um, Infiltrated the team gets found out apparently last issue uh, because he had um, kidnapped one of the team members and took his place. But that gets found out, so he's kind of hanging around while they're fighting this stuff. The team ends up getting this plan to um, to destroy these uh, dire wraiths, uh, which will ultimately ends up the, end up being the destruction of their vehicles. But before they could enact that plan fully, Venom comes along, who just so happened to. Um, spring one of their members out of jail, comes along, destroys their videos, hurts one of their members, and exacts, tries to exact revenge on the mass team, which thereby goes into the next issue um, yeah, in full full gear, I guess. And somewhere in the midst, they lost their mask, which it just so happened to be in the property of uh, this, the, these irradiated diorites. But they end up finding them in this issue. The end of that... Uh, Immortal Iron Fist number three, which I think that might do me because uh, shout out to Catalyst Prime Incidentals, which I did read, but I'm still trying to make heads and or tails of that one. Um, not that I was confusing or anything, but it just seems like, well, that's, now I'm talking about it. So there you go. It is it's definitely a team book, and it, but it, what it seems like, um, if I'm going to reduce it, it's not quite X Men, but they are definitely on a mission to find others like them and recruit them. And there's, I can't put my finger on it, but there's a slight Cyforce type um, vibe to it. 
maybe even DP7 because there's because all of these people are kind of different. And so the makeup of the team are people who seem like they're I guess they were at this beach at the time during the event. And so it seems like uh, the benefactor of this group is going around trying to find all of the, all the people that were on this beach. Uh, and at the same time, one of the members or a couple of members maybe are having visions of aliens. And with these visions of aliens getting stronger and stronger, there seems to be some sort of impending storm, as you would say, as they've said, that might be coming. And it sounds like that this could very well be the reason why the team has been put together. Um, and in addition to fighting a world that fears and hates them. Hmm. So that was that. It does, it's, could be kind of interesting, but, you know, no, no. Uh, we will see next issue. There's enough to get me there. So going back to M- Immortal Iron Fist number three, um, Danny and Pei are having some issues because, you know, Pei's growing up. Uh, she's kind of getting some, some chatter in her ear by her new nanny, Madam Yao. Yo, um who I have said last time we talked about this, Madam Gal, because that's what they seem like they might be sending her best. Or the big bad of uh, the series, we don't know. But, you know, Danny and Pei have a little fight. Um, Pei hilariously, uh, although good-naturedly, messes up a basketball game because she thought she was trying to help the team because she was a cheerleader on the side, and they did this cheer that ends up putting her in the way of the ball, but she makes the dunk anyway, but the team still loses because they were already losing anyway. Um, there's a new player that comes when Danny and the officer that's helping him uh, try to find these scrolls uh, kind of comes and helps them out because there's a big water demon that was a- a- attacking folks, and that was pretty much as far as I got because I was I think I was almost finished uh, when during while we were um, setting up for this here shindig, but uh, we don't have that much longer to go in this book, so I'm assuming they're. they're it's at the pip, and now it's going the other way. Now it's going back down. So there is that. And with the last one, which I might chime in on, I will go to Tim. Alrighty. We have Nightwing, the New Order, number one, which is sort of an Elseworlds-style story where um, Nightwing is in charge after taking out all the heroes, and he's outlawed superpowers, and he has some type of drug that's given out to suppress superpowers and one instance we see we see dr light or author light running from the cops and nightwing because he's been neglecting his dosage so that's the type of world going on and nightwing's this um new sort of like celebrity figure for how he's wiped out they only say like crimes wiped out but you assume so with him having this uh, police-style force behind him and him being in charge. We catch up. We find out he has, his son is narrating the story, we find out. And we catch up with uh, Alfred, who comes over. I think he like lives out of the country now. So he comes over, and um, they spend some time together. They mention uh, the mother of his son, Jake, being gone. Like, she left him but I don't believe they actually say who she is. Like, part of me wonders, is it like Starfire? Since they were a couple at one point. Um, but at the end of the issue, we find out that the son has superpowers that he was trying to hide from his dad. So now it's the story of, you know, the father was against how his offspring has him. What will he do to protect the son? It's, it's the, it's Fox is gifted, more or less. Huh, so, great. See where that goes. 
I was about to say, was Nightcap, Nightwing um, like Hydra Cap in this? Is in this? In this? He's not. not uh, he, he, yeah, he's he's like a to- very toned down Hydra Cap. Mm. He's he doesn't like execute Arthur Light or anything like that after he's captured. So they gotcha. they didn't turn him all the way villain. Gotcha. And did they give reason for why he was doing that, or just or have they gotten to that point yet? They don't. The issue starts off with like the moment where like Nightwing took out all the heroes of the DC universe. Like we see Superman like laying in a, bowl, a pool, like, of all being being and bloody, and he has like uh like steel guard steel railings from like a building like piercing through parts of his body. Now more likely he didn't get that from Nightwing, but maybe Nightwing took uh, advantage of a situation to uh, put himself in charge. And last but not least is Teen Titans number 11, which will probably be my click of the week. Interesting. The story, it finishes the story of Aqualad, me and his father, Black Manta, Manta, uh, Black Manta stealing the, I think it's the Black Pearl ring, where he basically gets, he can control the water and the seas, kind of like Aqualad. And at one point, like Aqualad, like they get, they both get attacked by this sea creature and Aqualad, uh, Black Manta kind of coaches Aqualad up with his power. But that was only because he needed to keep Aqualad alive long enough so he could open uh, the passageway to the Black Pearl because only a citizen could open it. And I guess he's like part, since his mother is from that part of the ocean. Is there a Black Pearl? Wait. Isn't this the plot of a Pirates of the Caribbean movie? See, we said that. We said that last time. <laughs> seems that way. And, yeah, it seemed like it. But um, so, so fun stuff here. Um, he actually gets named Aqualad at the end of the issue. Uh, yeah, Tempest pays yeah. pays the Teen Titans tower visit and grants him use of that his old nickname. Well, yeah, because they had called him in the in the in the course of the issue because they needed they thought they needed some help in trying to find Jackson, but he came too late. So since he was there, right. So, um, so it ends there, and it's next issue. It takes part in the Gotham Resistance crossover of Dark Knight's Metal. Oh, oh so, wow. yeah, that's my click of the week. Yeah, that this this was a good uh, a good issue. Um, like it's like I enjoyed it, and it was a pretty cut and clean as you had that, you know. So, that's cool. Um, are we at Clicks of the Week? Or are we going to see if uh, wait and see if... He had to reboot, so it might be a Yeah, minute. I saw that, but... I mean, we could, we've could. we already done two of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I guess true. And I guess... On, uh, on what uh, PCN underscore dirt uh, Click of the Week could be. Yeah, and I guess for... for I'll go ahead and say mine then, that being the case. Um, actually, there was a couple of like I said, there was a couple of decent ones, but it wasn't a great, great week for books. But I will still go ahead and say Josie and the Pussycats number nine is my click of the week. Okay. So I enjoyed the book in this week. So. Right. And I did confirm that last week. I couldn't remember. This is old age kicking in. But last week, I did pick the uh, Generations Wolverine book uh, as my click of the week. So it's two weeks in a row. Or Generations book, yeah. Yeah. For me. I'll see if you go for a three-peat next week. Next week. What's well, on next week? Is it the... The Hawkeye one. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what else. We'll I'm actually looking forward to, to uh, reading that one, but, you know, because I I've, I've saw a little bit of what the premise was going to be about it, so I don't Gotcha. Well, I don't imagine. I guess what I can do now in the meantime is read the ad, and if uh, PCN underscore Dirt gets on, we can uh, 
run through his books or sure because i know tim uh wants to get going can actually leave at a decent hour tonight <laughs> yeah so my mind. so let's see what ad i'm going to read let's do my comic shop so today's podcast is sponsored by my comic shop go to cspn.us then click on the keep our podcast free link at the top of the page from there, click on the My Comic Shop banner and order from a vast selection of new releases, back issues, vintage classics, graphic novels, and more to be delivered right to your door. Why bother schlepping to the local comic book store when you can order your books online? My Comic Shop through CSPN.us. Do it today. Now that was a deliberate ad read, unlike like the speed reading from last, from last week. Yeah, boys, boys have, have a good, good night. night. All right, take it easy, Tim. That was that was a weird doubling that just happened. <laughs> right. All right. So yeah, and actually, we don't have as much news as we have had the last couple of weeks, but um, cinematic news is still kind of um, relatively hot and heavy. So we start off. You want to go ahead and start it off? Hmm. So the Justice League reshoots have. Uh, hold on, am I reading last oh. week? I am reading last week's. Yeah. I apologize. Because I was looking at no, because I was looking at my click of the week from last week. That's pretty funny. <laughs> One moment, please. I will scroll down, down, down. <laughs> ah, Marvel's The Punisher. Watch the intense first trailer. We didn't have a chance to talk about Defenders. Did we all watch it? Uh, no. All right. So I guess we're gonna have to hold off. I'll I'll, I'll have to contact Tim to see if he wants to do anything uh, separate about uh, Defenders. I don't know if we want to do it, you know, like give people a chance to watch it. Cause I know, yeah, either that, or I know we haven't always done it the week after because not all of us have finished it, you know, not right. finished it. Although this is like a shorter season than regular. So yeah, but my, but my problem was that, um, I have not watched Iron Fist and it's, while it's not necessarily germane to watch it, to, to go to, to, you want to get, uh, you wanna get that. Out I way. still want to do it. Yeah. How far along are you? Uh, none of it. Oh no! All right, yeah, it, won't, it won't take me long to, to to blow through that. I don't think yeah. so. So I mean, uh, ultimately, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll coordinate that and uh, listeners, so we'll viewers, next week. exactly, listeners and viewers, be on the lookout to see when we're going to discuss the Netflix Defenders series. Yeah, maybe a treasure edition, maybe on the show. It exactly. might be. We shall. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, next up, we have. Uh, totally forgot I was screen sharing. Um, Marvel, ABC developing a Jessica Jones-esque, quote-unquote, uh, show, which right there was like, what, what? Um, so yes, an unspecified Jessica Jones-esque TV show is in development at Marvel TV at, for ABC, and it sounds like they're trying to do it a more in a more comedy styling. Or oh, as opposed uh, to like the dramatic date rapey, yes. you know, yes. sanity that was uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, I can kind of see why. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I guess if we we might have said this last week, but I think Justice Jones season two is also yeah we did talk about it last week so no this well. but yeah um, so yeah and uh, they sound like they're trying to I, I guess based on Guardians of the Galaxy two volume two out this week by the way on DVD and Blu-ray and digital like, well it's already been yeah. out on digital well, it was already on digital yes yeah, right. now you can get the 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 the, the triple uh, get you triple, uh, what you call it? the triple threat which is what I did yep that's what I did. Which I know is what I normally do. So, ah, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I guess they're saying they're they're trying to go a little more comedy. So my thing is this: 
Where the freak is that damage control uh, show that they've been talking about? And I know we all we know that New Worries is supposed to be another show that they're working on, on with comedy events to it, uh, starring the AT&T girl. So, good to know what is it? Which is, I guess, what, wait a minute. And I think underwater, Roddy, underwater. Right. Underwater. Okay, so let me get into the next story and give you a chance to recover. Um, I'm recovered. Hold on, because I was going to say something about... <laughs> okay. Uh, the, it doesn't, you know, Whatever it is you have to do to recover from being it, underwater. Yeah, it doesn't take but a second. Uh, never mind, because what I thought this article was saying, it doesn't say. So, yeah, we can go ahead and move on. But, yeah, there's that, and sure. So, some sad news, because we had spoken about uh, the uh, the death of a stunt woman on the set of Deadpool 2. Um, Deadpool 2 star uh, Zazie Beats, the, uh, uh, the new Domino, released a heartfelt statement on her stunt woman's death. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching the video, you can see it that, that came off of her uh, Instagram. So, Oh, you get uh, the next one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Channing Tatum confirms Gambit movie will start from scratch. Because... Ooh, yay! I'm just doing this. I'm not even... I, I, don't, I can't even get away from it. <laughs> you're not even going to be bothered, huh? There it is. The fake applause. There you go. <laughs> so, okay, just like I said on Twitter earlier tonight, um, I applaud his tenacity because he's been wanting this for a long time. That doesn't mean that anybody else does, but you know, you you gotta you you, you gotta appreciate this. this yeah, it's a passion project. For him. Yeah, so, totally. You know, I can definitely appreciate that, but at the same time, you know, sometimes you just go, you know, <laughs> you gotta let it. They'll leave it on the. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think it, it sounds like you know, if he's in our order. Yeah, if it's, if he's this gun call about it, he's gonna to try to make it happen, hook or crook. So hopefully, and to be fair, some might have said the same thing about Deadpool, even though a lot of people like the character of Deadpool because Ryan Reynolds also kind of you know went hot and heavy for, for right. He that spearheaded project. right. He spearheaded the effort. So so yeah, I definitely see maybe I see the, it's a it's a it's definitely a valid comparison. Yeah. So. You know, we'll see. Maybe if it ever actually comes out, maybe it'll be good, or maybe everybody's right. But we don't know. So good on good on the dude for trying to do his thing. I guess. Next up. All right, this is some cool news. James Gunn let it, let it be known that Guardians Volume Three will set up decades of MCU cosmic stories and could introduce Nova and specifically Richard Rider. Ooh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm celebrating that. I'm just being contrary because I know there's a lot of Richard Ryder. I don't. I never really got the appeal of Nova as you know. Anyway, so so either him or Sam. It didn't really matter to me that much. But hey, good, good, good deal. Uh, next up. Oh well, I'm actually I got I'll take these next three or four because they're all pretty much yeah, about the same about thing. The, yeah. So there has been some Avengers 4 set pictures showing up uh, within the last day or two. And uh, first up, Tony Pepper and Happy reunite on the Avengers 4, uh, the Avengers set. Uh, Newsaramas has this here, but they weren't really sure what <laughs> what set it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been, but it sounds like they've said uh, uh, Infinity War. But next up, uh, new Avengers 4 set photos show off Pepper Potts' engagement ring. And also oh, a little bit. Of, where is it? A little bit of bottom for uh, one Miss Gwyneth Paltrow, but you know who, what, where? I totally miss. Uh, I totally miss yeah. what I said. I said uh, there's also shows a little bottom for for Miss Paltrow. If you see looking at the picture. Oh, I don't want to look at the pictures. You know why? Because I don't want to be spoiled. 
<laughs> oh well, I mean, there's nothing. Well, I mean, I pretty much just told you more spoiler than the pictures would at this point, right? But sure, I get you. Uh, next picture is actually, um, which I won't click into, but Avengers Four set photos teases emotional Hulk and Iron Man moments or so Science Bros. And actually, I have not actually taken a look at these pictures, but I didn't want to click through because. Click. Mm-hmm. But nice photo here of nice photo collage of um, all of our DC, uh, MCU heroes here, and I believe that's yep, that's it for that. So, yeah. So you combine those stories. This was mm-hmm. a, a disappointing story uh, this week. Um, the actor Michael K. Williams, A.K.A. Omar Little from The Wire, has unfortunately dropped out of the Star Wars Han Solo um, anthology film, I guess. Um, Have solo solo film? Exactly. I didn't want to say that. Um, <laughs> so... So it's not because of any sort of creative differences or anything like that. Literally, with the changing of the directors, now that Ron Howard is in uh, is helming it, they're uh, they're in the midst of reshoots. And unfortunately, Michael K. Williams is uh, otherwise engaged on another film on another continent, so he's unable to uh, break away from the film he's doing right now and uh, get back to I guess wherever they're doing the reshoots for the Han Solo film. And unfortunately, they have had to cut his character out of the movie. That stinks. I would have loved to see what would have been like a Star Wars version of Omar Little. I, I would suspect that probably wouldn't have been the case. But sure. I know, but it would have been nice. <laughs> you know, that would have been nice. You see Han, and I've never seen The Wire, but, I'm, but I keep hearing about it. Like You hear Han talking about Omar coming. I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Exactly. Weird, but yeah, sorry that it happened. Yeah, exactly. Like what was it was it was it was uh, an interesting article to read um, mm-hmm. because you know it's just one of those uh, you know not even in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's just that scheduling conflicts, you know, happen, and yep. you know that's fact. No, yeah, exactly. No, but it's not even that. It's just a fact of life for a working actor. Mm-hmm. That's you know, like it's 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 um it's one thing to be an actor who's in charge of. Um, you're like passion projects and you're not doing anything other than your passion project. But if you are a working actor and you're you know, getting roles in good movies, but they're taking you all over the world, what can you do when one movie has to come back and say, well, we kind of want to do some reshoots on your scenes. So. Yeah. And I know for me, it would have been like, like, you know, I'm big enough for Star Wars fans that would I actually stop what I'm doing and go back to do... Oh, sound like they're still having some issues. Ooh... Or just willingly doesn't want to be on here. When it's, we see you over there. I'm just kidding. Hopefully, whatever's happening over there will, will fix itself, or you can figure out the problem. So, because yeah, computer issues yeah. are not fun at yeah, all. I mean, I even figured out that I think the the what you want to call it the sound problems I was having at the beginning of the show is because I need to disconnect and reconnect because I was making changes to my settings, but I don't think they take effect when um when I'm connected. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's it's because it's digital. It. Right. Yeah, and when you hear me go um, go underwater like that, that's right. pretty much me changing a setting back and forth. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, so yeah. that's why it doesn't really take me that much. But enough of that. Uh, that's another corner of another podcast of somewhere else. Obi-Wan's movies, possible working title, hence at film's uh, setting. So, yeah, um, the, apparently the film's working title is called The Joshua Tree, because I guess they could very well. Be. And this article goes into speculation of what it might be. It has nothing to do with the YouTube album. Yeah, I was going to say, is it going to be is it going to be a YouTube soundtrack? <laughs> or it could. We don't know that, but I doubt it. 
You know, oh, we got, and, we got the queue up. I should have been looking earlier. We're going to queue up Joshua Tree. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Nah, we don't. We, <laughs> we, we really don't. But um, so but yeah, but this art- article kind of brings that up. I'm like, yeah, sure. Because that was when I saw it. I was like, that's what I thought too. And I'm like, okay. Mm. But yeah, like again, speculation, and we don't know much about this movie outside of that. Moving right along. Oh, you can take these next three. Say what? Hold yes, on. Yes. Oh, let's see. One, two, three. Oh, seriously. So they're all related. Yeah. Unless you want me to take it, but that's fine. I'll deal with it. Don't worry. Ben Affleck will continue to be Batman. I don't say it like that. It's not like he's a, been a terrible Batman so far. <laughs> so, related to this, Matt Reeves says that Batman is not part of DC's extended universe. But then but wait. Matt Reeves, but then Matt Reeves clarifies that Batman's place in the DC movie universe. Mm. So He's, at the end of the day somebody was basically like, wait, wait, what are you saying? Shut up. <laughs> at the end of the day, what it sounds like is that the Batman movie is going to be in the uh, DCU, but it's going to be mostly separate from the DCU. Is that correct? Yeah, it sounded like it sounded like it because I think when he initially came out and said that it wasn't, he I think he was building it like near uh and elsewhere's almost like an elsewhere's mm. um Elseworlds. Story. Yeah, and that's whole story. But um, we're still not really sure what the heck his movie's going to be. But now they're saying this, and I am beginning not to care. Speaking of cut from the movie, go ahead. Speaking of speaking of not caring, huh. <laughs> Yes, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Lex Luthor cut from Justice League, which is a rumor. This is this is all rumor. Uh, I would not be opposed to it because I didn't like him in Batman v Soups. So if that ends up being the the true case, great. However, since they've already set up that we end that suit, I seriously doubt that that's probably going to happen. So, yeah, and uh, and Bruce Wayne did have great temples. Yeah. So, <laughs> Justice League Dark. The script is undergoing more rewrites. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> You know, shout out to classic. Yeah, speaking of movies that has had its share of uh, issues behind the scenes, but one I would probably want to see slightly more than what we're about to talk about in a minute. Oh no, you got this cherry of a story. You know, this this mm. cherry story right here. Um, Martin Scorsese is reportedly working on a. Actually, I will get the next couple because they're, they're related. Tied, but they're tied. Yeah, yeah. Martin Scorsese is reportedly working on a Joker origin story. Don't care about either one of them. Um, moving right along, report WB working on a Joker and Harley Quinn film by creator of Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, and Jared Leto's Joker expected to return in Suicide Squad. Squad. I cannot speak. <laughs> and Gotham City Sirens, which actually, now that I think about it, because there was another, um, there was another article that postulated that I believe Gotham City uh, Gotham City Siren 2 was going to happen but not Suicide Squad 2 and I'm not sure or vice versa or or Sirens was not going to happen at all and Suicide Squad 2 was going to be like I don't know either, you know I, like I, said, I know I saw the article and I didn't put it in because I just didn't care that much gotcha but maybe next week oh great news here right so uh, in Titans news Anna Jop 
cast as Starfire in the live action series for the DC Digital Service. So T24 Legacy alumna Anna Diop has landed one of the leads as a uh, series regular Starfire, which is cool. Um, it's mm-hmm. cool that they got uh, a good-looking actress to uh, to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Never heard of her. I didn't watch 24 Legacy, so I was kind of surprised. Neither did I. You know? Um, you know, I'm just like, I don't know if it's good news or bad news. I don't know how she acts. But what I was disappointed to find out was that she's closer to 30 than 20. <laughs> Isn't that terrible ageism? Actually, no, because, well... <laughs> no, I mean, just I mean, the numbers, you know what I mean? Like, when you think of Teen Titans, like, I guess maybe because of uh, Spidey Homecoming, I'll, you know, like, I, I thought we were kind of in, like, a new age of actually casting younger, you know, closer to age factors, so... Well, yeah, but, yeah, but you considered that Starfire being still on the Teen Titans, well, I guess this is Titans, not Teen Titans, e- either way, so it kind of doesn't matter, but... Right, because it might be being on the Teen Titans, being older than all of the Teen Titans probably combined, well, actually, we don't know how old she is, but... Yeah, what I was going to say is... I'm I'm only going back to the original iterations of the new Teen Titans, so that's what sure. my frame of reference. So, that, like I said, when I saw that, you know, that one of the one of the complaints was that she was almost thirty. I was like, oh, <laughs> weird, because that was a complaint I didn't hear, and it was more the, more of the fact that she was a black woman trying to play. Uh, Who's going to play an orange person? Yes. So here's the thing, right? So here's the thing. So so there's always going to be stupid people that complain about just a black actress, a black actor doing something. But what I don't like is, so why are they going to cast a black person as someone who's got to be orange? Why has it got to be someone who's got an air filter for eye sockets? Why does it have to be a Klingon? You know? Why is that? <laughs> you know? Why can't they just I be s- themselves? <laughs> That's all I got. Why was, my rant. Why was, why was Lupita Nyong'o in The Force Awakens as a Muppet and not yeah, exactly. yourself. Hello, so there's my rant. There's another aspect of, um, you know, uh, of casting. Yes. That doesn't, I don't think that part gets enough, uh, gets enough uh, play um, when it comes to, uh, to uh, the, some of the casting controversies, you know? Well, you know, rah-rah and stupid people, but. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, like I said, she's going to be orange and it's nice that she's hot. But you know, we'll see how the rest of the cast uh, plays out because um, ultimately, it's the chemistry between them that really makes the Titans or Teen Titans or whatever the hell they're going to do work. Um, I actually saw—I don't know if it was a mock-up or actually how she's actually going to look in the thing, but because I saw this on Twitter, and I don't know, it could have been a mock-up that somebody did, but it was a pretty good—you know—actually there was some orange makeup and they had you know like uh, black lipstick and black fingernails or whatever, because so, it was a side shot of her. You know, as Starfire and the, you know, the, 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 the hair and whatnot, it looked pretty good. But if that was, if that's actually how she's going to look in the show, then hey, it works. So, but moving right along, I'm just um, gonna say that orange, uh, that orange makeup is going to be a pain. That's got to be digital. You know, I think a lot of the flying scenes are going to be digital. Yeah, well, it, yeah, and it doesn't look like it was that well from from that mock-up. Like again, I don't know if that was real or not. It didn't look like it was that heavy, but it was just just enough to, you know, it wasn't as orange as say the the idiot in chief. Um, no, do we have to bring that up? Moving no. on. Yeah, no, <laughs> Moving no, on. I, you, you, know, you already know. Moving right along. So, but anyway, like I said, she, oh, yeah, I was going to say that she makes this, I believe, the second casting that they make for this show that is long. Well, that I guess it's coming next year on a digital service that has not yet shown that much of itself outside of the fact that we know that it's coming. Moving right along. It's your turn. Oh, I guess. So. Oh, that's right. Um, Legends of Tomorrow's Brit Ruth uh, teases 80s episode with a DeLorean. So Brandon Ruth took to, to um, Instagram with him in a picture of a DeLorean, not unlike the one 
in the, the famed Back to the Future movies, which means that there's probably going to be one in, uh, there's going to be an episode, well, as the thing said, it's going to show up in Legends of Tomorrow. So that's going to be cool. Right. And how much you want to bet there's going to be uh, um, you made a time machine out of a DeLorean joke or something like that. <laughs> we shall see. We shall well, see. For those people that actually watch that show, I am not among them. I am one of them, but I'm just... Uh, I know. So, uh, speaking of DC television, on The Flash, uh, Arrow's Felicity Smoke to guest star in the Girls' Night Out episode. Yay. Yay. Actually, I love you some Felicity. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Eclectic. So, oh, yeah, that's right. He, he is also a fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, who, who doesn't like that? I mean, come on. She's, she's gorgeous. Anyway, Supergirl <laughs> swoops into Riverdale in new set photo. So apparently being the fact that uh, Supergirl and Riverdale uh, tape in the same town, uh, 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 but Melissa Benoist showed up on the set. Uh, I believe not in costume, but then uh, I believe uh, showrunner joked uh, about the possibility of a crossover between the two. Okay. Uh, which that would be some funny shit, probably. Maybe. Run a rule, Rorge. <laughs> anyway, move right along. <laughs> I can't believe I got that kind of uh, a reaction for quoting the Jetsons because, you know, uh, we, we yes. were doing Jetsons stuff last week. I was about to say, yeah, this is like the third week we have. Not, well, yeah, second week. Second week. There's been a different reference, yeah. So, um, apparently, uh, over on Fox's Gotham, um, the season three finale of the show hinted at some big changes, and apparently one of the characters, a mob enforcer, may be transformed into one Solomon Grundy born on a Monday. Solomon Grundy. So. The super Brins. Super Brins. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Which... I have I'm behind on uh, Gotham also, but that's kind of funny. I'm two seasons plus behind on Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. I was, wait a minute. So, so you did watch first? Okay, yeah. I watched like part of the first season. That's about it. Sure. Yeah, that show's crazy. Either you're gonna watch it for the crazy and and just forget about everything else, and <laughs> right. or you're just gonna get tuned out of it. So I understand that perfectly. But yeah, we'll see how that that works out because that's kind of crazy. Um. Another Batman-related news. Uh, this just in off the wire right before the show. Batman hunts Jack the Ripper in Gotham by Gaslight first look, so we know that there is going to be a Gotham by Gaslight um, animated adaptation coming, and now there's a, a quick... Uh, not a quick look, but a, um, a first look that just happened to some on somebody's YouTube site. No kidding. Okay. Yep. Oh, wait. DC released a new featurette on Gotham by... Oh, never mind. That was for something different that has nothing to do with the movie itself. All right, now on to comic news. All right, hold on. I totally missed the uh, the, the the news before. I'll do it this time. Word. All right. So on to comic news. Uh, oh, just by the way, the November solicitations uh, for are all the comic still book, going exactly for all the comic book uh, companies are hitting this week. Thank you. And our first bit of news is Atana is going to magic school in her new comic book series. So good for you. <laughs> this doesn't sound like you just patted her on the head. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like you're going back to school now? You know, yeah. she couldn't say, you know, like I, I didn't read the I didn't read the news story. I, I thought maybe it was like a postdoctoral degree or something. You know, no, so she's, not, she's not going to she's not going to Hogwarts or something like that. Actually, um kinda. Oh Lord. So, 
so basically, it's it's a younger iteration of uh, Zatanna. Oh, okay. maybe young uh, Young Justice era. We don't know, but it doesn't necessarily say that here. But yeah, so we'll um, she'll be joined by real imagine teenage versions of several other DC Magic users. Um, and yeah, oh, it's, actually, excuse me, she'll be college age because it says it right there. Mm-hmm. So, so, so a little bit older oh, than Potter, right? Yeah, so more uh, the magicians, less. Well, I guess Harry Potter still stands on that one because if you've ever watched the, the sci-fi show The Magicians, it's pretty much Harry Potter in college, but with more sex. Okay. It's going to be that. But nevertheless, cool. Uh, Image celebrates 25 years of The Walking wait, Dead with... Sc- wait, 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 how'd you skip this? Oh, that's one? right. Because, this because is huge! It's, no, because, yeah, cause, because it's a, a YouTube video and... Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, no, we're not going to pay it. Right, we're my not apologies. But what we will so, do... Yes, go ahead. Do it. No, we'll do talk it. about the characters that dropped for Injustice 2, the next fighter pack that's going to drop, I guess, within the next month. Um, yeah. The, the, the characters revealed were one, uh, Raiden, the Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, what was the other DC character that they dropped? Uh, Black Manta. Black Manta, that's right. I was about to say, I know that was the one that was obvious from the teasers. Mm-hmm. And the third character was not obvious because it's not a DC character. And a damn sure wasn't in the lineup. Or and you can tell from the lineup. Right. And that character is spoiler alert. That character is Hellboy. Yeah, which again came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was uh, listen, that definitely uh 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 caught my attention when I found that out. I mean although was, yeah, although I believe Spawn either was rumored or actually is said to be coming, so it's in a way, it's not that far off, but you think about like no one was think about, you know, right. This was a, this was a poll that wasn't that definitely actually came out of nowhere, even with the, the news that Spawn was coming out. Coming. To an, I was about to say to an extent, Spawn's not as surprising because we've seen. Spawn well, that's what I'm saying, right? In the Soul Soul Caliber, he was in Soul Caliber, f- right? Five. Yes. I definitely, I think I own that Four. version of Soul Caliber. So, yeah. um, I I've played with. Spawn, so that's why Spawn would not be as surprising as Hellboy. And well, that- and it's not so surprising because uh, I believe was not Spawn in a Mortal Kombat. Am I? I might. Am I tripping? I'm not sure. I could, yeah. but or whether it was that was a fever dream. That would be that. That's when it at least fits right that mold. You know, right. and since like you said, Spawn has been in a a, uh, a previous fighting game before. That's not that big of a surprise. But Hellboy, that's weird. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, I'm looking forward to it. Listen, I, you know, we joked last week about the uh, GoFundMe for uh, getting Agent Underscore Seventy uh, PS4. Um, actually, I, you know, and I saw that that was actually to get the game and not the PS4. That what Matt said. So that was still it was funny. Still, oh yeah, it's still funny. Don't you know? It's yeah. at the end of the day, you can always adjust the GoFundMe to uh, you know to adjust the goals. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, you know, in any event, uh, getting uh, getting me a, a PS4 and uh, the Marvel vs. Capcom. Ultimate and Injustice Two. Um, I'll be happy that uh, that fighter pack will be uh, released. That d- that downloadable content uh, will be released by the time I end up getting uh, a console. So I look really forward. To, yeah, I look forward to uh, to uh, playing uh, as Hellboy in the game. Yeah, which means I might have to might have to get a copy to to to, to, to play in. Because <laughs> I have a copy, but it's for Xbox. Because that's where people are. The... Yeah, exactly. But that's like the more networky gaming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, PS PS4 is viable, so it is what it is. But that's video game corner, and that's also another podcast. Yep, at least for for now. Uh, next up, where we are to talk about the image. Who cares? Walking Dead tribute covers great. Um, I, don't know what to do. Marvel, 
I thought we talked about this, but I'm not sure. That's why I put it back in the lineup. But Marvel Legacy, uh, new Power Pack series creative team announced, which I know, well, I do remember there was a, um, oh yeah, there was some, well, I was going to say that there was a, I think it was Michael Rosenberg, Rosenbaum actually, who, or someone said that they had an idea for doing a Power Pack movie. I can't remember who it was, but it was weird that that happened to come out. And I'm, that has absolutely nothing to do with this, I'm sure, but after many, 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 many eons, Power Pack is now back with the new book. So it's an ongoing series. It appears. Nice. Nice. All right. It appears. And so, I think it, it sounds like it might be them is a little older. I don't know. I can't remember, but it, it doesn't. I don't know if Tim's article says so here, but make sure to take a look. Um, oh, wait. And there's a one shot, looks like. From my, that was my understanding because Devin Grayson is writing it. Right. And I think she came out and said that it's a one shot. Yeah, and yeah, and, and that's confirmed right here. So, but could it lead to a series? That's the question. It could, it could, it could. That's the hope, right? I think that's what all these uh, one shots are for. Um, you know, yeah. a spark of interest. So, I guess. But see, most of them are for books that are already like about. Or yeah, I mean, I can see where you said like with the Shang Chi one, Chun from that we talked about from last week, and this one. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see. Sure. Make a case for that. That makes sense. So there you go. Um, we kind of sort of talked about this. Yeah, we I, we already spoiled this. Although I did ring the bell, so you know. Yeah. Um, you want to spoil Rising it? Avengers. I'll ring the bell. Yeah, I ring the bell. Uh, yeah, we talk about who the actual other cosmic being was because that's how I put it. <laughs> uh, surprising Avengers romance in Generation Store spoilers. All right, so I rang the bell, and when I was referring earlier to uh, Gaia being um, Thor's mom and not Frigga, it turns out that. Uh, Odin in the uh, 1 million BC Avengers also got it on with uh, the cosmic entity otherwise known as the Phoenix. <laughs> you know, who at that time also seemed to resemble um, uh, a human uh, female. So, Oh, weird. Yep. So that's that. Can you only, you know, it's a, it, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty interesting, it's a kind of a told as, it's kind of told as a backup story. You know, it's like the last four or five pages of the book. So when you get a chance to flip through Generations Thor, take a look at that. Now I don't have to. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I actually I was going to read that book and I didn't get a chance to. So yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely check that out. But also, Marvel Legacy number one is due on shelves September 27th. So out of one, I don't know. Do we even call Generations an event? I mean, is it even? We have to hash that out. I'm like, because it's, it's not like it's a, a an overline story. It's just a bunch of one shot books that are you know leading into like the new launches. Yeah, right. So. I don't know. We'll get to that bridge when we get there. Uh, next up, I think we kind of talked about this already also. Uh, Secret Empire says, reveals the secret of bearded Steve Rogers. Yeah, we totally he talked about it. He was in Dimension X, a.k.a. It's actually not Dimension X. I'm sorry. No. Kobik's mind and Bobby. Yep. We already talked about that. But yeah, that's the next one. Yeah, take the next one. Murphy debuts Batman White Knight's Batgirl and Nightwing. So Sean Gordon, Gordon Murphy is... Um, which we already talked about um, is pinning a story called Batman White Knight in which the, the Joker is basically Batman and Bruce is the Joker, his arch enemy or something like that. But now we're getting some, um, yeah, now we're getting some pics from Mr. Murphy showing uh, Nightwing and uh, Batgirl. And I think a new Batmobile, which, oh, and that's another story. So that's, I don't know, what do you think? What do you think? I only took a quick peek at him. I'm not all that interested in uh, like these Elseworlds type stories. Mm, gotcha. Uh, that would probably be more for uh, Dirt since yep. he's a Batman fan and maybe Tim also. 
All right, and the last but not least. I know you're a fan of this. I might as well let you take this one, too. <laughs> sure. Uh, big, you know, I still never f- actually finished reading that comic, but, yeah, it was good when I read it. But, nevertheless, Big Trouble in Little China's hero returns to fight hellish new foe in Old Man Jack. And if that name doesn't doesn't uh, bring you to any references, then, hey, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be another comic with uh, the ongoing adventures of uh, one Jack Burton. <laughs> But him, when he's in 2020, when he's 60 and living in Florida and still being Jack Burton. So that ought to be interesting. Uh, Big Trouble in Little Channel, Old Man Jack, written by, um, what's Carpenter's first name? John. John, Jesus. Thank you. Um, And Anthony Birch. Okay, and that name you may know of uh, from him and or his sister in the video game space with art by George uh, Corona. Uh, main covers by Stephen Rue and Autumn covers by a bunch of other people. Okay. And that is coming somewhat soon. So, cool beans. All right. So, um, I guess we're getting to the end of the show, but we do have some stuff for Toy Corner. We do, actually. Hmm. You want me to grab my stuff so you can, grab, so you can uh, go and get I'm your... I'm right behind me, so you can go and do your, do your thing. Right. So, mine isn't all that complex. Um, I happen to be... Uh, surfing uh amazon during my lunch break and i happened to see that the uh marvel legends guardian series the most recent guardians wave the uh, mantis wave had all come in stock um uh, sold by amazon and were all selling for a little bit less or right at retail which is like 19.99 some stores sell it at 22.99 but um amazon had at 19.99 or less so i ended up picking up uh the man, from, from the Mantis wave, bear in mind, I did already have the, uh, the Rocket and the, and the Baby Groot in the Ravager's outfit. So, uh, and that, is the, that has the, uh, the torso of Mantis. So um, I ended up having to pick up the other five pieces of Mantis. So we have uh, the new Gamora with uh, Mantis's leg. Uh, the new um, Nebula, which is uh, Mantis's other leg. Adam Warlock with the alternate head. That's Mantis's head. And last but not least, we have the two figures I really did not want to buy. One is another Star-Lord. Right? Come on. How many Star-Lords do I need? I literally now have three freaking Star-Lords. Um, this one has a scarf. That's all that makes him special. Um, but he also has one of Mantis's arms. So, so that's that. So it's Star-Lord is Doctor Who. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars. You know, obviously, it's uh, Volume Two inspired. But this is the this is the uh, the figure. Wait, did that... you have a scarf in Volume Two? Yeah. Did you get your Blu-ray or DVD like... yet? The... Yeah, I have it, but yeah, this... I, have, yeah. I haven't I haven't uh, pulled it up yet. But he does have a scarf. Uh, in oh yeah, it's right down. I blanked that on that. Okay, there you go. So um, the character that uh, shout out to at William Bru- William B West uh, William Bruce West um, uh, online. I hope he's listening. He will be uh, sad to hear, but I guess, you know, it's kind of the uh, inevitable thing. I ended up getting the uh, Ex Nihilo figure to uh, get um, one of uh, Mantis's arms so that I could complete the uh, build figure. So I had to bite the bullet, and this is the character that I didn't want at all. I mean, it's not even like Nuke from... Uh, from uh, the Captain America, the uh, the giant man, he's more like Red Guardian. That that was my uh, my comparison. Because why the hell do I have a Red Guardian action figure? You know, like why do I have an Ex Nihilo figure? But I'm building Mantis, and thank God I did not have to get Death's Head. 
So that's that. That's Toy Corner for me. I will have a re. I will have a newly assembled uh, Guardians uh, uh, group with the uh, what's one called with Yondu as well. I do have the uh, the Yondu that came out with the in the Titus wave. Um, the one uh, new version of the Guardians that I didn't get that I don't want is the uh, the grimacing, uh, screaming, scowling uh, uh, Dave Batista slash Drax. Okay, so but with that next Nihilo, though, you can relive your favorite moments of infinity. <laughs> <laughs> no, all you need to do, all I need to do for that is actually, you know, unfortunately, I do need a Hyperion um, with the different uh, the different costume because my favorite moments of infinity are when uh, the Avengers, and it's the print that I got from Jim Chung when the Avengers come back from space, and it's Cap, Captain Marvel, Thor, Hulk, and Hyperion coming off the ship to face down with Thanos. That's a great, great shot. Actually, I just thought about it, and for me, I would need to get a, a Namor character, uh, figure from it would, yeah, okay, because it would be well. It's basically the lead up to because the, because New Avengers was around that time, and right. this would it would be uh, Black Panther <laughs> smacking uh, Namor around. Gotcha. So yeah, but anyway, uh, so for me. It's another. It's time for another un unboxing. I am hungry, so forgive me. And the mic goes up a little bit. So yes, another unboxing from the fine folks at Marvel and Funko. We got collector's core, and it is first appearance Avengers for the box. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, okay. I don't know what that was about, but yeah. So we have line art. As we do to do, and looks like the um, all the uh, first the um, yeah, this tale two tells of suspense. It's first Hulk. There's uh, Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. There's Cap. Um, no, put all the line out, and of course we have uh, the the pin and the uh, patch, which uh, well, actually I kind of like that patch. I don't know. I haven't I haven't really done a real um. A, a real ranking of all the other patches and whatnot because I have no idea what I'm going to do with them. So you got a, a Nick Fury, Fury pin and a cap patch. And on the inside, we have... I'm going to skip this for a second. <gasps> hey, this is cool. So we have Vision. Like, old school Vision. I add mm-hmm. that, I guess. Right? Uh, from And it says right there on from um, his first uh, showing from Avengers 57. So that's cool. With giant we- collar. Yeah, I know, right? Jack Color Vision. Shout out to Jack Color Vision. Uh, and Iron Man from his first appearance in Tales of uh, Suspense number 39. This is the old, um, I guess that was lead suit from, from, from that. And on the back, you can see there, there's the, the cover of the thing. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And that's that. And um, last but not least, we have a shirt which is of the Incredible Hulk. That's cool. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. From his first uh, appearance, and as you can see, it is the uh, the Funkoized version of the cover. That's so, cool. Yeah, I was going to say, is this awesome. the is this the first box that you can remember or, or that you've gotten that had two Funkos in it? I thought it was only one usually. No, this is not the first. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, there's been other ones. Um, I couldn't tell you which ones, but yeah, they were definitely... They were because this seems like a better deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes they'll throw, like, at least one or two other extra things. If, like, it's usually one Funko, Funko Pop and then something else. Like a comic or something, yeah. 
or actually, I think one time I got a mug. Gotcha. Or something. Yeah, Ori comic and Ori comic or something like that. So uh, there's that. And actually, you get this. Um, so they have the you know this little thing pamphlet on it with uh, everything that you get in the box. But on the back of it is also a um, an advertisement <laughs> for the next box, which is uh, also coincidentally for uh, is coming around the time of Thor Ragnarok. Which, if you're watching the video, you will see um, you know what that is. And I'm that's not saying that's what's in the box, but you just see right. That's what it'll be based on. Yep. Which now that I think about it, yeah, the box is coming in October, which will be before the movie. And yeah, but it'll be right in the lead up to with the hype and all the products that are being dropped already for it. So yeah, right by the time I get it, it'll be November. Yeah, but it'll be in that window. You know what I mean? Of uh, yeah. products dropping. Yeah. Considering so, we already have a Marvel Legends set for, for the movie, um, you know, well ahead of it. True, indeed. So that in- that uh, concludes Toy Corner for tonight. So we have another ad, I believe, unless you got something else. No, no, that is it for me. I will. Uh, see if I get any of the uh, uh, Netflix Marvel Legends that uh, that have uh, been released. I'm still kind of on the fence about building um, Man Thing, but I'm definitely picking up uh, Bullseye uh, and Blade because you know we don't, we haven't had uh, figures like you know of them of them you know for a while. Yeah. So you know that'll be uh, probably next week. So yep. Our last ad for the night is. Uh, Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, or apparel. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment... That helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through cspn.us. Do it today. And as we close out this here fine program tonight, I would like to say thank you, everybody, for coming out. And actually, I totally forgot. I did get this, but I don't think I've talked about it uh, when I got it. And I've had this for like a good week, which is uh, another Funko Pop keychain with for um, Black Panther Civil War that I got. But if I didn't, there you go. So as we close this out, I would actually like to say again, thank you to everybody. And I was actually like to say, um, who may probably never hear this or see this, uh, happy birthday to my brother, my actual brother, uh, Rob, Robert, whose birthday was today. He's old. Mm. And, um, you know, he's a, yeah, he's my brother. He's a hell of a boy, a dude. <laughs> oh, right. or, I should say, or I should say, he gives me a lot. He has given me a lot of hell over the years. But that's my brother. I love him so. Sure. And shout out to a PCN underscore jerk who was doing his level best to try to join us towards the end of the show. Yeah, I think he pretty much gave up on that, knowing that his um his yeah his rig yeah, exactly right, his rig so. kind of uh uh in need of some uh, TLC. So that sucks. Right. And but, um. Yes. You no, know, I was just going to say, and I guess I will play ourselves out before we hit the theme song um, with, uh, you know, we had a couple of uh, tracks. I don't, did you want to do plugs? We did all the plugs at the top. Do you yeah, wanna... I mean, it's, it's always good to do the plugs at the beginning. Right. I remember doing the plugs at the top. Yeah. Doing the plugs at the top. So with that, um, for Agent <laughs> underscore seven on Twitter, was that? Because Tim did it. Yeah, well, he probably did, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I was Oh, not the individual that. plugs, I don't think. Yeah. So, uh, Agent Underscore 70 on Twitter. Thank you very much, sir. 
Uh, also, agent underscore seventy on Instagram. Go check him out where Toy Corner lives forever. Um, Tim Dog ninety eight on Twitter, who had to leave because you know he's a busy boy. Got to get up and make the donuts. Um, also, the Click Nation on Twitter. Also, theclicknation.com is the site we can go check out some of his stuff. But he writes pretty much everywhere under the sun, so you might as well go check him out everywhere, like Nerdist and CBR and all the other fine places out there. Go click on his stuff, give him some views, and just tell him you like his stuff because he writes some good stuff. Also, at CB Cron, you can check him out for the, you know, that is the 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 Twitter account for the show, and I'm sure musings of a comic book. Um, variety over there for the PC ailing PC underscore PCN underscore dirt uh, on Twitter you can check him out there you can also check him out at pop culture net on Twitter and also popculturenetwork.com where a lot of his um, works of uh, podcastery goodness can be found um, and also Graham comic reviews on Instagram where Actually, I didn't see what he did for this week, but nevertheless, he does come reviews over there in his in own inimitable style. And for me, Ride a Cat on Twitter, uh, News Nerds Need on Twitter, uh, uh, CP Caps on Instagram, where I, I you know spout out panels of comic book goodness wherever I see fit, or if I see other people doing, I just repost it there, what have you. Um, not gonna worry about my other site because it's not even up and running. But you can find the podcast on our network site uh cspn.us go over there and find our podcast and other fine goodness uh every third well we tape live every thursday night but the audio is going to be on if you're not watching the video every friday morning on cspn so you can check us out uh, and actually cspn that uh shop that cspn.us if you want to help us out and help out a network that's trying to give you some good con- content you know and i totally forgot the cspn some. Um, I think it's CSPN underscore media, but I can't remember if that's the case for the Twitter. Nevertheless, classic and, and the folks doing a bang up job over there. We love those folks. Uh, find the podcast anywhere and everywhere. You can almost everywhere that you can find podcasts. You know, you know, you can talk about the main two, and I don't know if we're, I don't think we're on Spotify yet, but we will get there shortly or at some point. So with that, agent underscore 70 for myself and everyone. And thank you. Shout out to um, my, my my other brother from another mother, Lamadre Pugh, um, for coming in the chat. And also Matt Wang, who showed up in uh, the YouTube chat. So we got this for all of y'all. And with that, this is the Combo Chronicles, and we are out. Travel down the road and back again. Oh my God. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a compass.